Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. It's 745 Total Information AM on KMOX. It is that time of the week when we chat with Tom Ackerman at the Newbold BMW Toyota Sports Desk as he's get, getting ready for sports on a Sunday morning coming up at 10. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Scott. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, it was a little hard to get into this Women's World Cup, mainly because it was on TV in the middle of the night most of the time, being in Australia and New Zealand, and the team didn't score, and they didn't look very good playing the game. A lot of long balls and missed opportunities. And so it's not really that surprising that they are out of the World Cup after this morning's uh, uh, defeat to Sweden. Yeah, I mean, for you, you got to see it this morning. I mean, you're up and at them uh, on this <laughs> right. Sunday morning. But, yeah, I mean, they 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 didn't deserve to go further than this. I mean, they didn't play well. Uh, they didn't play well in their previous match. And in this one, you know, I don't want to say that they don't care, but, you know, they didn't have enough. And if you don't score – you're not going to win the passion that Sweden had and the exhilaration of advancing, you know, the United States just didn't have to me, um, a very inspired effort, uh, throughout this women's world cup. And it's the first time they've been eliminated in the round of 16. They'll have to regroup and try to figure out how to do things better, both on the field and, you know, the coaching staff and everything else. And it's a shame with some of the big names that are going to move on, like a Rapino, like Ertz, like others who won't be back for the next go round, uh, it's you know it's it's a shame, and especially when you look at the performance uh, by the goaltender. Listen, Ayer deserved better. Uh, she made the save, but the ball went over by a millimeter by Herdig to win it for Sweden, and they didn't give Nayer enough. I mean, you got to be able to score. They didn't get the job done in penalty kicks. They lose at 5-4, and they lose in the Women's World Cup. It is pretty stunning, but like you said, if you've been following along, this team was not playing at a level that we've seen in prior World Cups where they won the last two. And I think it's also fair to say that the rest of the world – maybe catching up to the U.S. women's soccer team, uh, whereas in the men's side, it's the other way around. The U.S. men's team has always been trying to catch up. So th this World Cup looks to me like there are some other countries that are on the same level right now with the U.S. Sure. Yeah, and they might not think about it this way, but they did have something to do with that. You know, when you play at such a high level like the United States did, uh, you do inspire the other countries to step their game up and you inspire other women to play. And uh, so, you know, one of the things that they have done as tough as this loss is, is they have inspired women and girls 
around the country and quite honestly around the world uh, to play this sport. So that's a good thing. But you know, they're now they're going to have to step it up. I mean, they got to play better. I mean, everybody catches you. We see this in every sport. We see it in every league of every professional sport and college sport. The great teams eventually, uh, the the other ones uh, start to chase them down, and that's going to happen again. So here we are. Uh, let's switch gears to something that happened last night. Adam, Oscar's throw is not in time. He just missed him at second base. This is another rocket of a throw, and now... Oh, boy. Now oh, my like goodness. It. Here come the benches. Off we go. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. Swings being taken. Kopak had to hold him back, and everybody's spilling out here in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, there are brawls, and then there are boxing matches, which is what happened last night between the Guardians and the White Sox. One guy got knocked out, basically, couldn't even stand up. Uh, I don't. My question is, uh, this is kind of a rare event in baseball these days. Well, yeah, it is. Um, we, we do see fights, though. I mean, we've seen a lot of skirmishes. I guess the rare event is that we don't see guys square off looking like they're about to box and then do. <laughs> yeah. Usually you see a bunch of pushing and shoving and holding back. Uh, we see benches clear uh, quite a yeah. bit. You know, but uh, something like this where Tim Anderson was ready to go with Jose Ramirez. Ramirez didn't like Anderson's tag and positioning and didn't think that was good for the game. And, and then they actually went at it where Anderson looked like he was going to pummel him. And then Ramirez, who's a lot shorter, uh, big fella, though, uh, he's 5'9", probably about 190 pounds, where Anderson stands at about 6'1 or 6'2". Uh, Ramirez got him good. Uh, right uh, with a right hand to his face, and Anderson fell backwards. So after he landed a couple, Anderson got tagged right in the face, and uh, a lot of people were ejected. Terry Francona, the Guardians' third base coach, uh, the closer, the manager of the of the White Sox, and then you know it just kept flaring back up, flaring back up. I think it took about 15 minutes before they could get everything back together again uh you got to hear and we're going to play it on sports on a sunday morning tom hamilton's call for the cleveland radio network is unbelievable i mean yeah. he's like down goes anderson <laughs> oh down goes anderson i mean it's <laughs> it's amazing awesome. so we'll play that for you on sports on a sunday morning yeah i won't be surprised if there's some criminal charges involved with this one man what a fight well you know i don't think i mean boys will um, be boys yeah. uh, is what terry francona said i mean i i think that you know, you're talking about two teams that basically gave away the AL Central, if I could go even deeper. I mean, the Twins basically have the division wrapped up. I mean, the Guardians dealt one of their better starters, uh, Aaron Savali, to the Rays. And the White Sox are a big disappointment. They tried to build their team into a contender, and it has gone completely backwards. So two teams certainly frustrated. We actually saw the Rangers and Astros go at it here recently. Not to this level, but uh, we saw that go um into a into a pretty decent competition too two teams that are battling in a different situation though both of those teams are going to the postseason all right tom give me your best assessment of what the cardinals did at the trade deadline um i will i i think that they did exactly what they set out to do they went out and acquired prospects at the deadline they acquired one major league ready a pitcher John King to add to their bullpen because they were losing members of their bullpen and needed an extra arm. But the it's phase one. 
I mean, so the Cardinals, you know, if anybody's wondering, well, I don't understand. I thought they were supposed to get better. Why didn't they get any pitchers for their rotation? Because nobody who's a contender is going to trade you one of their major league starters. This is what the Cardinals are, are understood going into the deadline. They are sellers, and the contenders are buyers. Why would a contender say, yeah, we're trying to make the postseason. Here, have our number three starter. I mean, the, nobody's going to do that. So you're trading for prospects at this point. And you deal the ones who you no longer control. DeYoung's the only one that they could have brought back if they wanted to, but they didn't want to exercise that option. Too much money. So they dealt Hicks and Montgomery. Uh, and then they deal Jack Flaherty. And, you know, Hennessy Cabrera was probably only the only surprise, I would say, out of all those. But Stratton goes, DeYoung goes. So they trade six players. They get ten back. I think there's some interesting prospects in there, but we won't really know until we see spring training next year and how they pan out in 24. But the ones that stand out to me, Thomas Sejaci, who's actually not a pitcher, he's an infielder who they put right into Springfield, and he just kept on hitting. He's an aggressive hitter. I like him. Uh, Sem Robertsa is interesting to me. He looks the part to me of a starter that could be pretty durable in the major leagues. There are some others too, but those are the two that jumped out to me right away. There's still a couple months left in the baseball season. And in baseball, tanking really doesn't do anything for you because the draft is not the same kind of draft you get in other sports. So I'm curious what you think the Cardinals mindset should be for the rest of this season, because they're likely not going anywhere uh, what do you think the strategy should be? Well, I mean, they better the players better perform at a winning level because some of these players are going to be gone. Uh, not everybody is going to be on this team. I mean, the Cardinals are going to make more trades in the offseason to get starters. They have to fill three spots in their rotation. So if you want to be on the Cardinals or if you want to show what your value is to another team because some of these players are going to be traded – uh, and are going to be showcased, you got to play at a high level. So if I were the Cardinals players, I would be playing, playing winning baseball right now. And I think the Cardinals want to do that. I mean, they're not going to purposely lose games. They're going to have a pretty good draft pick regardless. But honestly, they just went through a draft here, like in this trade deadline. Mm -hmm. they, they added so many prospects. It's almost like they had a mini draft. Now, of course, they're going to add another – player in the draft, but I don't think you do anything. I mean, what's the difference if it's a number seven or a 10 or, or whatever it is, five, that they, they they'll get a good player regardless. They do their homework. They've been picking at 19 for what seems like the last 20 years. <laughs> they, <laughs> they usually get a good player out of there, i.e. Jordan Walker and Chase Davis and all these others. So they'll be pretty good about it. I think. What do you have coming up on sports on a Sunday morning? Something else I want to mention is that Don Coryell has gone into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, you know, what a legacy. The St. Louis Cardinals were on this radio station, KMOX, for a number of years. Bob Starr called the play-by-play. -play. We'll play some of those highlights for you and relive some of Air Coryell because it all started here 50 years ago when the Cardinals brought him in as a head coach. We also have John Mosellock. We have Ali Marmel representing the Cardinals on the show today. Marmel in his usual 10:15 slot. Mosellock at 11:30. We'll talk soccer with Lutz Fan and Steel at 11:15. We'll touch on two big events coming here in the next month: IndyCar August 27th, Worldwide Technology Raceway. IndyCar driver Scott McLaughlin. At uh, the, I think I'm going to do this at about 
10.30-ish after Marmol, we'll hear from Justin Leonard and Stuart Sink, who are both excited to come to St. Louis. They're part of the PGA Tour Champions event here, the Ascension Charity Classic. All coming up, 10 to 12, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Tom Ackerman, thank you. Thank you. And then following sports on a Sunday morning, we have the Cardinals game against the Rockies. The first pitch is 115. Pre-game starts at 1220. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 